Hey y'all, it's Shalanda and Greg back again for episode number two. Woohoo! Just know that you're probably gonna get this woohoo every last time. <laughs> We're gonna be woohooing on our hundredth episode. We're so. excitable people. <laughs> Well, we're back again for episode two. We yep. hope you guys enjoy episode one. Uh, we were talking about what we were going to discuss today, and we realized that we forgot a couple things. Got something. Yes. yes. Do you want to start? Yes. Well, I forgot one of my health ailments. Um, last year in summer, I made a mistake and burnt myself, burnt my foot, rather, with scalding hot water. I have neuropathy in my feet, so I couldn't tell that it was hot. So I, I soaked my feet one day, woke up the next, and the skin was just falling off. He was. He called me in the room. He was like, babe, come look at this. I'm like, oh, my. We should probably go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, so we went to the hospital, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you might lose your foot. So they, um, at first I went to one hospital that didn't have a burn unit, so I decided to get transferred to a hospital that did have a burn unit got to that hospital and it's like oh we see this all the time so they treated me and uh, first they did a cadaver skin graft on me deceased donor skin sorry deceased donor skin graft my fault appreciate it miss lady (laughs) and then after that they um, did my own skin graft which hurt it's beyond pain for those of you who know Harry Potter, I was like Lord Voldemort when it was pain beyond pain. I was ripped from my body. Can I <laughs> it was that type of pain. Just let you all know that my husband often quotes Harry Potter and I have She knows nothing about Harry Potter. I know Harry nothing Potter. about Harry Potter. <laughs> and he'll just say these things and start laughing and I'm looking at him like I don't I don't know, what that <laughs> don't means. know at all. <laughs> So I was like Lord of Artemis with the pain. It was pain beyond pain. Matter of fact, I can't. They took it off of my front of my thigh. And as soon as I came home from the hospital, guess who decided to jump on my lap right on my thigh? Me? No, our small little <laughs> dog. And it was searing pain because I didn't see her jump. She All of a sudden, it. I just saw I had to searing pain on my thigh oh my gosh she wanted to say hi it was incredible (laughs) so that was one thing we forgot another thing that we forgot was we were talking about uh two people who got tested to see if they could donate a kidney to you and we forgot to mention the very first person who went through the testing uh she's a good friend of ours we both actually used to work with her Mm -hmm. we will call her cj and cj was the first person to go through the testing. So we forgot about you. Sorry, it's not personal. <laughs> Don't charge our hearts. It was totally our heads because it it's was filled. Shalanda's fault. My head is filled with nonsense, <laughs> so I can't always remember important things. But shout out to CJ. We love you, CJ. Shout out to CJ. CJ. Sorry. We don't even know your name. Nah. See how she did? Okay, so when you and I were discussing topics for this upcoming episode, uh, you told me you wanted to talk about something in particular, Mr. Jones. What yes, was that? Yes, I wanted to talk about how even though you might be the person going through physically the um, all of the um, health issues, your spouse 
is going through it right with you. And I wanted to talk about how this may, this impacts your spouse. You know, because I see it just from my standpoint, how, how my wife is right there with me through everything. When I'm in the hospital, basically she's in the hospital because mm-hmm. she's right there with me. We were just in the hospital a couple days ago. Yeah, we sure was. The last, this past Saturday, Saturday night, I was in the hospital for a pain in my back and she was right there with me until like three o'clock in the morning. Then she said, peace out. It was actually closer to three thirty. <laughs> and normally I stay with you from beginning to end. But that morning, that Saturday morning, I had woke up very early. We had gone to a conference in another town that was about an hour away and we had to be there by eight thirty AM. Um, so I woke up early. I actually woke up around, I don't know, six or so. Because as you mentioned, we have a dog and I have to feed her and take her out and yada, yada, yada. Plus, I'm slow in the morning. So, Mm, I've been up and I didn't really sleep that well last night. I'm a person who, I always set my alarm clock even though I don't need it. Because I tend to wake up about a half an hour before the alarm goes off. Which sometimes is great and sometimes is annoying. But anywho, um, I was really tired and I couldn't tell if they were going to keep you overnight or if they were going to send you home or mm-hmm. what was happening. Because we got there around, what, what time did you say we around got there? Around 10-ish. Yeah, around 10-ish or so. And around 3, 3.30, I was just like, listen, babe, <laughs> I am so tired. Now, mind you, she had the car. She drove me there. So she just left me at the hospital. See, we're talking about how this affects your spouse. <laughs> and he's just like, no, she don't love me, even though I was there. You know I'm always <laughs> there for you. I was just really, really tired. And when they discharged me, who had to wait in the waiting room for, him to, for somebody to come pick him up? So is this segment called Dishalanda? Yeah. <laughs> or is this segment called How Does This Affect Your Spouse? You let yeah, me this know is how this what you affects the do. spouse. Affected me. <laughs> no, but how does it affect the spouse? Because, like, I see it. I see her being tired all the time. And a lot of times, the spouse doesn't like to talk about how they're feeling because they understand you're the one going through it. So they're thinking that their feelings is beside the point. But that's not the case because they're right there with you. And... If they're not strong, how can you be strong? I often feel like I don't have the right to complain because I feel fine. By the grace of God, I'm I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. So what do I have to complain about other than being tired? But, I mean, who isn't tired? Well, what you have to complain about is me being tired. You're tired of seeing me being tired. I hate seeing you sick. I wish I had a magic wand where I could bippity-boppity-boo and make you healthy. If that's what you're referring to, then yes, I do hate seeing you be sick. I'm tired of seeing you be sick. I wish you could be well and have an abundant life. Yeah, but I mean, still, you go through stuff. And I know that you go through stuff that you don't want to tell me because you feel that it's being selfish or whatever. I think as of lately, though, we've gotten, or 
yeah, we, I won't just say myself. I think we've gotten more open with our feelings with one another. Sure. We've been able to tell each other how we feel. Even though there are some things that I don't like to tell you because I do try to be sensitive towards you and what you're feeling Mm -hmm. what you're going through. Well, I mean, I always say don't hold nothing back. Yeah, but then it's funny. It's funny because you say that. And then when I said, well, okay, he said, don't hold nothing back. I'll say it. And then you come back and you're like, you know, you real mean when you <laughs> say stuff. And I'm it's like, how you, you say it. You can, you can preface stuff a different way. Listen, you get what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see what I go through here. Y'all see, I need somebody to come help me. But no, um, I understand what you're saying. It can be rough, uh, especially because... I mean, I work a full-time job, and on top of that, a lot of times you'll need help with things, Mm -hmm. help with, well, I don't want to just, with simple things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to trivialize it, but just help with simple things. Like, I'm the big strong one, but I need you to help me help pick up stuff. Yeah, like for instance, you'll need help, um, you do peritoneal dialysis, Mm -hmm. dialysis at home, and we keep your dialysis solution. The boxes are stored in our in the garage, garage, in the attached 30 garage. 30-pound boxes. And you'll ask me to bring one in. Yep, because I can't lift them. Every night. Yeah. Um, or maybe sometimes you'll ask me to... Well, you might ask me to fix you a plate, but that's not a big deal. I actually like fixing a uh, plate. Uh, I'm traditional like that sometimes. So Y'all heard that. We go hold her to it, I all mean, right? I do, so that's not a big deal. I always say, hey, babe, I made your plate, or do you want me to fix your plate? So that's not and really a big deal. And then when I say yes, yeah, she look at me with the side eye. Well, I wouldn't be me if I didn't <laughs> But yeah, and I mean, sometimes um, we don't always have consistent things like date nights, for instance, mm-hmm. because you don't always fill up to it. And, and it I can have also... to be home for 12 hours every day. Right, so if we do go out, we, we we have a curfew because right. you do have to do dialysis. Um, it can also affect our physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I feel like I hit my mid-30s and I'm like, hey, boo, how you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go watch TV. I'm like, come <laughs> on, you don't leave me hanging. My loins are burning, baby. <laughs> so that can be difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think... I understand it's not just you saying, you know what, I can do things for myself, but I don't want to. Right. I'm going to just sit on this couch and watch Netflix and eat Cheetos and not do anything. Right. It's not a choice. I know you didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, sickness sounds oh, yeah. so awesome. Let me, let me sign up for this. Yes. Yeah. So stage renal disease, that's for me. So I get it. Like, how how does how does that make you feel? Not being able to do the things that you want to do. Well, for me, it makes me feel like less of a man. Like I can't do all the things like I used to do. I mean, granted, I know when you get older, you can't do everything that you used to do. But for me, it's extreme. You know, Um, just simple things like washing the car takes it totally out of me and I can't do nothing else for the rest of the day. Versus back in the day, I used to watch two cars and go play basketball and throw a little football around and do some everything, you know. But we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. <laughs> Stop throwing it back to me. 
Yeah, um, I understand that. I do try to, you know what? I think even if you were 100% healthy, I'm a person who doesn't know how to take time for themselves. Yeah. So uh, we would probably still be in the same boat, don't you think? This girl got like 300 hours of work time that she could take off, but don't. Listen, I was saving that because... As you mentioned in the first episode, there was someone who was going through testing uh, to donate a kidney and everything looked so promising. So I held on to that time because I just knew I was going to have to take it off when you got your kidney transplant. But then that did not happen. Um, So I plan on taking some time off because (laughs) a girl, a woman is tired. I'm tired. And even when she takes time off, it's never really time off. She don't just chillax and sit around the house um i will have you know that not this saturday but the saturday before almost two saturdays ago i didn't do anything i went to the store that's doing something (laughs) i went to the store and that's it i went to the store i made dinner i watched tv so Um, you made dinner doing something you went to the store that's doing something you could uh Got some some takeout. You could have had it delivered. Mm, no, I don't trust delivery people <laughs> with my food. And I helped you with the garden outside. See, so. that's doing something. That's because you asked me to help you. You could have said no. Listen, I'm not really good at sitting still. Um, I used to read, but I got older and my attention span just went away. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to watch a lot of reruns on, on streaming services like the Golden Girls or my personal favorite in the heat of the night which is a great show y'all I think I married a very old woman <laughs> you know I think she she robbed the cradle with this one Listen, it, it reminds me of my childhood with my grandma watching things like the golden girls in the heat of the night some matlock that's that's mm. that's good stuff right there but how did just to go deep how does it make you feel with me being the way I am. Am I being honest? Yes. Right here, right now? Yes. Sometimes I can feel a little resentful mm-hmm. because I didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I married you, we were both in our 20s. Mm-hmm. And most people in their 20s are healthy and full of energy. I and was getting strong back then. <laughs> they are doing a lot of doing a lot of stuff they're taking trips they are going on date night they're having all the sex which we did yeah but it lasted for maybe six months and it <laughs> were a good six months don't get me wrong but then it just kind of fizzled out yep. but i understood why but sometimes i feel i think sometimes i feel cheated mm-hmm. from the experience of having a husband mm-hmm. Because just simple things. For instance, I'm the person who... And and let me backtrack. I don't necessarily subscribe to gender roles unless it's something that I don't want to do. And I'm totally on board Then it's totally, Greg, this supposed to be your world. <laughs> Greg, this supposed to be mine. <laughs> but I'm the person who collects and takes the trash out every week, for instance. Because I know that that can be difficult for you. So, mm-hmm. so I just do it. Um... But changing them light bulbs, that's all me. That's just because you're tall. Duh. I'm short and I can't reach things. So, 
But yeah, um, sometimes I can feel a little resentful and a little cheated because at times I feel like I am this 80-year-old woman married to this 80-year-old man. <laughs> I just feel like... the Ill- And I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the mm-hmm. illness. I feel like it's robbed both of us uh, out of all of our aspirations Let that we tell had. tell y'all, yeah, I'm this 80-year-old man. Uh, You're a sexy 80-year-old man, though. Oh, this is what my 80-year-old voice sounds like, so... Like you've been <laughs> smoking my, for like your been whole smoking, life? right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get rid of those Newports, my bad. Yeah, but... <laughs> but yeah, that's real. It can be... It can be tough. Which is why we both see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Because it can take a toll on your mental health. Yep, correct? sure can. Sure can. Um, I go to this wonderful, wonderful guy in Saginaw. I won't say his name, because... I don't know if I can or not, but he is absolutely wonderful, and he's got me just talking more about my feelings and everything. So, you know, us guys, we don't—we're brought up to not talk about our feelings, just to just suck it up and stop all that crying. You a man, you know all that, but that's actually not the case. You should dealing your feelings and you should talk about your feelings. Can I tell you your therapist deserves a Nobel Prize uh, because I have been saying to you for 13 years that feelings and emotions do not just belong to women. Yeah, but you're a be- lady so that don't count. They belong to everyone who's alive, <laughs> who's been through stuff. Because uh, you would often say to me, I don't have feelings. And I'm mm-hmm. like, um, are you a, a living, breathing person? I think you do. Well, actually, my feelings are on the low side still, though. I have way more logic. I'm a much more logical person than I am a feeling type of person. I'll agree. I, I can get behind that. But you feel like this person, your therapist, has really um, made a breakthrough with you? Sure. We've talked about some stuff. That's good because I don't know if we mentioned this last time, but we had a big fight a few months ago Mm -hmm. and it just erupted into anger and just, it was just awful. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do with you having a lot of pent up, built pent up emotion and rage that you hadn't let out about being sick right basically almost my whole life you know i became a diabetic at age 13 so instead of doing like i said before my other podcast instead of being able to do all the other stuff that 13 year old boys had to do i had to come home and you know take insulin and things of that nature so i had doctor's appointments all the time and so so when you were growing up, did your friends know that you were diabetic? Did kids in school know? Some of them did, but most of them did not. Did not. Like some of the people at my church knew, um, some of my best friends knew, but that was it. Like I sometimes took the brunt of jokes because of it. I remember there was one time I was trying to play football, and um, I couldn't hardly run around the field. Because of the way my my sugar was, and I got the brunt of the joke, so oh, Greg just don't want to run. Greg just lazy mm. and stuff like that. And I knew that wasn't oh, the wow. case, but I didn't say anything, you know. Were you embarrassed? Wasn't so much embarrassed, but it was in the '90s, so it was in a time where illnesses with kids wasn't as prevalent as it is now. 
like like being overweight wasn't as prevalent as it is now. You know, now it's nothing to see, you know, a teenager that's a little overweight, many incidents, stuff like that, you know, probably half your class is overweight or whatever. But back then it was like two or three of us that was overweight. So then you got health issues. You was like the only one that you knew of. You know, it probably was other people, but nobody talked about it. That's what I was going to say. There were probably other people who had other ailments, be it diabetes or whatever, but no one, no one no talked, one talked about, about it. it. Yeah. 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 I remember. No, I'm sorry. Nobody talked about it even in your classes. Yeah. None of your classes talked about your own personal health. That's true. I remember a young lady that I went to junior high and high school with. She apparently had uh, cancer, mm. and she passed away when we were in, I want to say maybe a junior in high school, if mm. I remember correctly. But that's the only way I found out that she actually had cancer is um, she missed a bunch of days at school. Mm-hmm. And then our teacher told us and that she had passed away. But, I mean, I, I had never knew that she had cancer. I don't right. think anyone knew that she had cancer but i mean i get it no one really likes to talk about being sick as an as an adult so i can imagine what it's like as As a a kid you just want to fit in you know Mm -hmm. you want to be in the crowd you don't want to stand out from the crowd yeah as a kid so yeah i remember one time i had pneumonia and i missed goodness almost two months out of school and that was one of the first times where people actually knew that i was really sick you know, they wrote me cards and everything, so. Oh, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's understandable. But I really am glad that you were able to find a therapist. And actually find a therapist that's a good fit. Because I think right. finding getting a therapist is not that hard. But finding one that's a good fit for, for you, you exactly. that can be difficult. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Because I see a therapist as well. And I've been seeing a therapist off and on since my 20s, since I was... In college, um, I have generalized anxiety disorder, so I can get into a tizzy about things. More and, than a tizzy. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I see <laughs> Way a therapist. more than yes. a tizzy. <laughs> and I want to give accolades to you, too, because you seem to recognize when my anxiety gets really high, when mm-hmm. I get really intense. And you do this thing where you just walk up to me and you'll put your arms around me and you'll tell me to calm down and mm-hmm. be okay and you just hug me. And I really appreciate that because... At the moment she don't. <laughs> At the moment she's like, leave me alone! But afterwards, <laughs> I really appreciate it because I need that. I need that hug that it's gonna be okay. Just mm-hmm. calm down. But that's why I see a therapist. And I've seen many and I've stuck with people in the past who weren't necessarily good fits for me. I think in my 20s, I I wasn't as vocal as I am now. I was just kind of like, well, I guess I'll just go with the flow. I can't rock the boat. But I currently have a therapist who is great. I feel very, very comfortable with her. And when I, when I first went to her, when I first um, was looking for a, a, a therapist, I was very specific about what I wanted. I wanted to have a black woman as a therapist. And for some reason, I didn't think I could ask for that. I guess I thought it was rude. But I said to the um, receptionist when I called, I said, forgive me right now if this is rude, but I would like to have a black woman therapist. And she's like, okay, 
this is who we have. Mm-hmm. And that's who I've been seeing for over a year now. And mm-hmm. she's really great. Um, a lot of things that I don't necessarily share with you because I don't want to make you feel bad or anything like that mm-hmm. or put any extra on your plate I can share with her. Right. Um, she's been working on getting me to just chill. Calm down. I'm going to get there one day. <laughs> Today is not that day. But one day I will learn to chill and calm down. It's so funny because I'm the chill person in the in this relationship even though I'm going through all the health elements. Like I'll be at the hospital and that's took an IV in me and it's no big deal for me but my wife be over there scrimmaging and and, and like, how can you go through all this? And I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. It's funny you say that because I went to the doctor today and they drew blood and I couldn't even turn around to watch her do it. And the phlebotomist kept saying, are you, are you okay? You're not going to faint on me, are you? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I just don't want to see it. So, but yeah, I'm learning how to chill. It's been a work in process, work, work in progress. I learned that as a child, Um, As a child, I always had stomach issues. My stomach would get really nervous and upset. And I remember actually getting um, a scope down my throat to check to see if I had ulcers, which fortunately I did not. And I learned later that I had anxiety. I had stress. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to verbalize that I was anxious because I was a kid. But I've just always had anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I think as of lately, I've gotten a better hold on it. Not 100%, but I think I'm in a much better place than I was, say, a year ago. Well, at least now you know about it and you're conscious about it. Right, right. Know? And from time to time, if I need it, I take medication for it as mm-hmm. well. Um, I've had a kind of a difficult time finding a medication that works for me. I'm not a- against taking medication for anxiety or any mental issues, but... Um, I just haven't found anything that's been a really good fit for me. Uh-huh. I remember taking something that just completely numbed my senses, numbed my emotions. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I mean, you could tell me that someone broke into your house and burned it down and killed your family. And I would look at you as if you were just reading a grocery list. Like I had no <laughs> sort of reaction. And it also made me really tired. I would just, I would come home from work and I would sleep for hours and hours and hours. So I would sleep from like 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m., literally until 8 o'clock the next morning Mm because I would just be so tired, and I I didn't like that feeling. So just also trying to find the right medications that work for you can be, is something that you have to to work on. That you have to go through, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, The same thing for me with all my medications. have to find the right one that works, especially for my neuropathy pain. (laughs) Right now, I'm taking three pills for neuropathy, and I <laughs> wouldn't be shocked if I need to add another one, you know? Yeah. So, you just have to find what, what, what works for you, so, you know? And especially even with mental health, you know? If I went into my therapist, I actually asked my therapist, do I need to see a um, psychiatrist? You know, psychiatrists can prescribe you medications. And um, he said, right now, he doesn't think that I'm depressed enough, but he, he needs a couple more sessions just to, to, to figure it out. He doesn't think you're depressed, or he doesn't think you're depressed enough? Enough. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that's understandable. Like, like I told you before, the other therapist said I had situational depression. Just depressed about my situation, but not overall depressed. 
Okay. Yeah. I get that. Because overall, we mean when you talk to me, I actually I seem like an extrovert when a lot of people talk to me, and not that many people know that I'm a deep, deep introvert. I'm like rooted in introvertness. <laughs> this is very true, which is why he married an extreme extrovert. <laughs> extreme. <laughs> no, y'all don't understand. Extr- all of our friends I- say that she's the most extreme extrovert they've ever met. You know, <laughs> if you would have said that to me maybe 10 years ago, I would have said yes, 100%. But I think that while I will always lean towards being extroverted, I'm becoming more introverted. And the reason I say that is that I, in my work, I deal with the public a lot. I deal with different people and I always have to be on. I have to engage in that small small talk. I have to be charming, that sort of thing. So when I don't have to be that, <laughs> when I don't have to go out and chit chat and make small talk, and she's be here ch- chit chatting to me. Don't don't even. Front. Then I then when I don't have to be on, I don't want to be on. Uh-huh. I actually want to be at home, not dealing with that. Yeah, she want to be at home talking to me. Well, yeah, of course. You signed up for this when you said I do. Uh huh. You're my built-in best That's friend. That's still extrovert. You know, I'm introvert. I'm like TV. It's like a moth to a frame, flame, TV. You know, it's <laughs> funny because, as I mentioned earlier, we went to a seminar on or a conference on Saturday. And we actually went to the Five Love Languages Conference. Yep. Are you guys familiar with that book? I'm sure you are. Sold over million, five million copies. Um, Gary Chat, Dr. Gary Chapman was the person who presented it. And we learned about our love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and my love language is um, quality time. So if someone who I love spends time with me, uninterrupted time, no screens, no cell phones, no TV, then I am in hog heaven. And mine is um, acts of service followed closely by gifts. Acts of service means you do something for me that I ain't asked you to do. Oh, it's great. Followed by, if you want to Best Buy and buy me that latest electronic gadget, Oh, that's so great. So, <laughs> yeah, my secondary love language after uh, quality time is physical touch because I'm always trying to get it. Don't stop. <laughs> get it, get it. And I get all you. the time. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's something that I realized the other day. I think I already knew it. Well, I did already know it, but I don't know why it just popped in my head. And I said to myself, you know, Greg, you're my best friend. That's not like a newsflash. Uh, I already knew you were my best friend. But it just it's just been popping in my head lately. And that's You're my I, best friend, that's a girl. And that's why <laughs> I don't see doing things for you as a chore or as a burden because you're my best friend and because I love you. And I want to help my best oh, friend. Geez. And I want to help someone I love. Geez. Can we have a serious moment? Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. I don't like you at all, actually. Uh-huh. So, how do you feel about me, Negro? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you funny. <laughs> uh, well, of course you're my best friend. You're there for every aspect of my life, you know? The good and the bad. You're right there. You're like my rock. So, 
Oh, that's sweet. Like a mm-hmm. rock. That was a theme song for like what Ford trucks or something. I'm, yes. I'm Ford tough. <laughs> I'm Ford tough. Oh, like you don't want to be Ford I'm tough. As strong as I could be. Fords are fixed or repaired daily. So, I think that's know. old school. I think maybe 40 years ago, but now I think they're pretty, pretty reliable. So it's yeah. all about the Nissan. Uh, Shout oh, out to Nissan. Oh Lord. I mean, if <laughs> Nissan wants to give out some free gifts by us giving them a shout out, then shout out to Nissan. Um, you know, I'll take that Nissan. Rogue and black, if you know, <laughs> if this gets if this gets any traction, uh, Nissan Rogue and black, fully loaded, <laughs> fully loaded. Yes. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add? Uh, actually, I don't. Okay. Don't have anything else. Well, I think that's it for us. Um, I'm sorry that this episode was late. We actually recorded another episode <laughs> earlier somebody, in the week. <laughs> somebody made some mistakes. I was put in charge of editing, and then I realized, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I played around with editing for three days, and I'm like, you know what? It might just be easier to record a whole other episode because <laughs> your girl is struggling over here. Yeah. So if there's anyone out there listening who knows anything about audio editing, Hit me up because I need some help. But we're going to get together. I'm going to figure it out. All right. Well, that has been episode number two. Number two. Uh, The next episode, for those of you keeping count, will be episode three because that's what comes after two. (laughs) Thrice? Thrice. Yes. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you guys have a great night. All right. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you later.